Welcome. We are a mother-daughter podcast about all things surrogacy. Together, we have brought eight beautiful babies into this world, and we would like to share our knowledge of surrogacy with those who want to educate themselves on the topic. This is Stop, Sit, Surrogate. Welcome back to Stop, Sit, Surrogate with Kennedy and Ellen, mother-daughter duo. Hello. Hi, Kennedy. Today, we have another one of the triplets. I, I know I'm like lumping you all together, but this is baby A, Ben. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you know what, not, what you were baby A, B, or C, or you don't know? I believe I was A. You were oh. A. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ben. So welcome, Ben. Thank you for coming on with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank, oh you. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Oh ben, ben is currently located in California, going to college. Um, all three of you are in different states, aren't you? Yes. All three. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's so trippy. Yeah. I mean, your dad was an empty nester, like, immediately. Like, I don't even know how he dealt with it. I, I don't know. That's hard. Did he do yeah. okay? Yeah, he, uh, he, he always tells us that he was as eager to leave the house as anyone at like 10 years old. So um, wow. uh, in the family. How Very funny. Fun. Very fun. Okay. So we're just going to get started and talk to Ben like we did with uh, his brother, Sebastian. And then uh, teaser, their sister Maddie's going to be on. Uh, oh my gosh. I know. I'm super excited. I'm super All three. I know. Because I never thought I'd get any of you on here. <laughs> gonna want to come on and talk about this but like yes yeah, so awesome thank you so much for gracing us and for your time because i know you're busy yeah this is this is very, this is very important important to me I, I was telling you this earlier but i hope to learn as much from from you guys as you learn from me so be that's very very sweet my gosh right. i know aren't they so adult you're so like adult. it's just so weird because like i remember seeing pictures of you guys like at two years old like in right. like georgia or something uh-huh. like yep. That's, That's all my, I remember. Yeah. You're, you're little, you're always little in my mind because I really, I didn't grow up around you or you didn't grow up around me. So just the pictures I would get that it was it. There's like three of you, you're eight months old. I still have it up in my living room. Um, you're all in some type of jean outfit. I think you're eight months old and you're sitting on a couch and you all have little hats on and yellow shirts. Yeah. It's adorable. Oh, I know. Love it. I know. Little chunky little babies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I think that's, I mean, now that I'm out here in California, that's something that we should definitely change. I hope to be a little bit more present in your guys. Oh, that's so sweet. Yay. Oh, you can come up anytime, hon. Bring your friends. I would love love that. We're going to make that happen. Okay. She's got a pool. We do have a pool. (laughs) You don't have to say anymore. And a hot tub (laughs) and a slide and a diving board. Yes, it's just the big fun house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, I'm going to start asking questions. I sent you a little list. It's just like a guideline. We're just going to use it as a... Just like a little, and then we usually go off on tangents. Um, Kennedy will tell you for sure. I go off on all the time. She goes off on tangents. I go off all I the time. The list. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to stick. All right. Okay. So, how old were you when you found out if, your earliest remembrance of like the dads telling you that, hey, this is why you don't have a mom type of thing? I wish I had like an exact time yeah. with you. That's okay. No, I, if I remember correctly, it was very early, probably earlier than not earlier than it should have been but earlier than I could have like fully understood it yeah so I guess it was more just a buffer like uh hey I don't know if you notice there's two guys in the house and there's no there's no mother yeah so 
it was like very you know basic description of, of kind of what the circumstances were but it must have been when i was probably seven or eight i'd say okay so kids weren't asking you at school prior to like the seven and eight year old time frame of like yeah i mean i i guess actually i think a moment that i remember that actually like spurred conversation about it was on mother's day when we were writing mother's day cards um right the whole class was like participating in it and i was a little confused because i didn't have uh someone at home to write it to and that was definitely a little weird to me because i still had no like basis for explaining why I had two dads or how I came to be to people. So there was pretty much like conversation for me to give about it. And that kind of led to people asking questions and the situation a little bit. Yeah. Were you always comfortable after you knew talking about it or or did you shy away? No, I used to hate talking about it. Really? Yeah. I just I don't know why because it's not it's not a especially now uh, it's not a weird thing at all. I just Back then, it almost felt a little taboo to me because people, you know, young kids, they don't have much of a filter, so they, they can be mean about it, you know? Yeah, it's totally. Like, even something so simple like that, it's like, you know, they, they can kind of ask questions that maybe they don't have good, or maybe they don't mean to have bad intentions, but it can come across as kind of uh, mean or offensive. And so I did kind of like stray away from even like bringing it up in conversation or like putting myself in a situation where I want to talk about it. Yeah. And then, so from that age to like junior high, high school, and now more comfortable talking about it? Like, yeah, then- no, I, mean, I think, well, I got, first of all, I got comfortable with, with change after moving so much. I mean, we've, yeah. we've lived all over the country. And so that's something that brought me out of my comfort zone, just in terms of the fact that I, I got more comfortable with, um, you know, adapting to new environments and meeting new people and kind of having to put myself out there. And then, you know, as you get older, uh, people become more understanding and it was something well I, as I got older I had a better understanding of, of what surrogacy actually was and I could explain it to people whereas when I was younger that wasn't something that I had the ability to do right so um, now it's kind of a novelty to people I mean it's like a, it's a good fun fact to have and, and there's no shame in it whatsoever so right yeah it's, it's a fun icebreaker that's for sure <laughs> it, it's, it's my go-to when we have a uh, fun facts at the beginning of the a class or something like that. Do you, yeah. do, you, do you say I'm a triplet or I'm a surrogate triplet or one or the other or both? Like, triplet, two dads, surrogate triplets. Yeah. Wow. I bet the whole, uh, the whole audience probably just stops. The whole classroom probably just goes, what? Yeah, what? they're like, explain your life. <laughs> for, most, for, for most people, it's kind of like a first that, yeah. that you can see. That. I mean, being a triplet is one thing. Being a triplet from a surrogate mother is, you know, a whole different thing. It, totally. A whole different thing, especially how old you guys are. Because mm-hmm. surrogacy back then, when we did this, was like triplet pregnancy. We, you didn't. You, they didn't want them. They just didn't want them because they were high risk. They were just high risk. So did they you, didn't want you. Did you they, know you were gonna have triplets? Was that something that you went in? It, we didn't go in. Your dads and I did not go into this saying, "Hey, we want multiples. Let's do multiples." Right. What happened was when we were in for the transfer, they they uh, grade the eggs, um, the quality of the eggs, oh. and. I, they were really poor quality. So the fertility doctor told us. So we were standing in the room and all of us just looked at each other and where we were like, well, how many do you want to put in? And we all kind of said four were kind of of medium quality. And we're like, oh, let's just put them all in. Just put all four in. Never thinking right. three would take because when we walked out of his office after the transfer, he's like, 
don't get your hopes up. I give you a 15 to 20% chance of getting pregnant with one. Wow. It, we just all went, well, what the hell just happened? Why, why are we, yeah. hold on a second. So we just made the best of it. And then when we went in for that six week ultrasound and he went, there's heartbeat one, there's another one and there's another one. And I went, what? And I think your dads and I, everybody just went white. Cause we're like, you should, that that's it, right? There's not four. And he's like, yeah, no, just three. And we all looked at each other, just three. Yeah. Oh, dear God. It was like, wow. nobody could talk. Nobody could talk. We I were not expecting. I, I can't even imagine how you were feeling at that point. Nobody, nobody expected it. And I think as it sunk in, they were probably elated because they're like, hey, one pregnancy and done. We got three kids. That's great. Right. But nobody knew how that pregnancy was going to go. No, yeah. we didn't know. I mean, we were, I was in it for the long haul. Like, let's get them to where they can be viable. <clears throat> and luckily we made that. We did and everything went well, but I don't know. I, I whoo, that changed their lives. Like, boom, like thinking they're bringing home one little baby and they're taking home three. Plus they had to stay, you guys had to stay in the NICU for a little while. Their lives just got turned upside down, but they were troopers. They really were. Your parents were like, just rolled with it you know just it's, it's an awesome job but i mean oh, you had you, you you started it so oh well you know <laughs> took the biggest the whole thing of doing yeah. surrogacy ben it was like i'll have them i'll have one i'll have a couple i'm not yeah. raising them like it wasn't like yeah. i didn't want to raise them but i didn't want the sleepless nights i already did that i already did it with my three no we no we don't want to raise them like they're not our babies yeah because like, <laughs> like, people okay. always say People always say, aren't you oh, so sad you have to give the baby up? And you, no, that, no, <laughs> you go in knowing you're doing this for somebody else. And that's mm-hmm. just, no, that's not even it. You're, yeah. you're just babysitting for nine months, basically, is what you're doing. So uh, do, you, do you apply to be a surrogate? You do. Mm-hmm. You and apply. Do they, is it a requirement that you've been pregnant prior? Yes, to absolutely. It is. Yep. Not, only, to- not <laughs> only pregnant, though, like you have to have your child like in your house in your and be home. taking care of it. I mean, you could be in a, you know, you could have like split custody or something, but you have to have a healthy child and your pregnancy had to go without severe complications. Right. And, you know, and you have to be of a certain age and then you have to be like, not a psycho. They like do psyche vows and stuff. You can okay, be a single I'm, parent. I'm yeah. mostly asking because I, I was always under the impression that, uh, that was your first pregnancy, us three. And so I thought there's no way <laughs> like really? you, can't, you would be an actual trooper. Not that you aren't, but that yeah. would be whole, whole You know, thing. it was harder because I had three kids at home mm-hmm. to carry triplets because I had all their activities to go to. And I got pretty tired towards the end there because it was a lot of baby, a lot yeah. of baby. Um, but yeah, we kept, and I barely fit behind the wheel to drive the car um, towards the end. <laughs> I was so big because I was so big, Um, but we kept doing it. I just kept moving the chair back all the way. You know, we kept doing it. No, that's, that's interesting. You thought you guys were my first, huh? Yeah. Know that you have to have had a child, like Kennedy said, because that shows that you can birth a baby Mm -hmm. and you know what that bond is like. And so you have to kind of remove yourself from that bond when you're doing surrogacy. So yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, let me go to my next one. Uh, well, fun oh. fact, I know that you probably heard this on your brothers, but she had to gain 24 pounds before you guys were like 24 weeks in like her stomach. Yeah. 
you and what is that for? You have to gain weight. I had well, normally a pregnancy, they want you to gain between like what 25, 30 pounds, depending just, on, yeah, if you're like normal pregnancy. So with you, I went to a specialist. I love him, Dr. Porto. He's in Irvine. Um, and he had told me, okay, we're going to do this. But in order to do this, you need to gain 24 pounds by the 24th week. So that's by the time I was six months pregnant with you guys. That's not an easy thing to do. It's just not. Um, so I've, what I found worked, and I did mention this on the other one, and I won't elaborate, but milkshakes worked really, really well for me. I had two and three a day. <laughs> they, were, they were very high caloric. Because once I got to the 24th week, you guys were taking up so much space in my uterus that there was so much, you were squishing my tummy, like my stomach, and I didn't have that much area for food. So Mm -hmm. I started living, you guys kind of started living off of the extra fat reserves or what have you like, so I had enough caloric intake. And so I would just eat a lot of tiny, tiny meals and a lot of liquids. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I think your um, your love for milkshakes translated to to my life. Really? Yeah. Because I can't go a week without having them. Oh my god! Stop. Wait. <laughs> okay. What's the flavor? What do you have to have? Probably chocolate would be like. Oh, okay. Chip. All right. I'm like a mint chip, and I'll do chocolate too. I'll do chocolate too it's as really well. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's funny. Just you or your brother and sister too. I mean, I think Maddie loves milkshakes too. I just, there's something, I've always loved them. You guys had them all the time when you were in the, in utero all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. That's funny. That's really funny. That's hilarious because I was going to ask you, because I, we didn't ask this with Sebastian, but like, was there something that you craved when you were pregnant with them? Oh, me? Yeah. you. No, um, Ben. (laughs) Gosh, what did I crave? Um, I think by the time I was done gaining that, I was just kind of tired of the milkshakes, kind of just over it. And it was mm-hmm. such a just sweet. I can't remember what I craved. I was just curious. It was food in general, just anything really, because <laughs> like it was a lot of energy exerted carrying mm-hmm. all of that around. Cause like on a normal pregnancy, you get to be yeah, like 40 no. centimeters out. Okay. Cause I got 60 centimeters out that big, big, big round with you guys. Right. Cause there was three of you in there. So it just was a lot to carry that around. So yeah, it just exerted a lot of energy. Um, so all, I just, yeah. Were we all roughly the same size when we popped out? Um, Maddie was the littlest. Smaller. Yeah. She was in the middle. You guys were one on one on top, one on bottom. You were like bunk beds and she was in the middle. Um, and she was the tiniest. I think, she, I think she was right under four pounds. And I think you guys were right at four and a little over. Yeah, like four one, four two. She was uh, like three ten, three eight, something like that. How, how premature were we? Um, eight weeks. But for triplets, yeah. right? Each extra baby you take away, isn't it? Two weeks. You take weeks? uh, well, because because twins can be born. Can't twins be born at thirty eight? Yeah. So, so like it's technically, two weeks can be born at thirty six. Thirty six, and yeah. I and I had you guys at thirty two. So technically, you were four weeks early, but if you were in a normal pregnancy, it was eight, gotcha. and you were only you were only in the hospital like just right around five weeks, and it was really just to get your body weight up because nothing was wrong with you guys. Thank God. Seriously, um, no, thank God. Um, and you just you just needed to learn how to suck. Cause that doesn't come to like 36 weeks and you were already out before that. So you just had to learn how to suck and you had to gain weight. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah. But you were all meant to be here. And that's just, there's, there's a whole nother story behind that. We won't go into it, but you're all meant to be here. So um, yeah, big it's time. on her, it's on her explanation of her podcast of just like explaining your guys' stories, literally verbatim, like detail by detail. Uh, <laughs> I, I started to listen to it. I have to, I have to finish it. Okay. So, all right. Crazy. So, so how were you told I, now we, we heard how you kind of shied away from when you're, but how did Jason and Terry tell you guys that, Hey, this, this is how you came to be. They just matter of factly like, Hey, you know, there's no, there's no woman in the house. How did they do it? I, I, I guess if I remember clearly, it was, it was, um, I mean, he, he, the term surrogate was always used. He had to explain oh. like a little bit about what it was, but he said, you uh, are born from a surrogate pregnancy. You know, we, we picked someone who was going to hold you as our, as, um, like in, in, in her stomach like quite yeah. literally. and, um, you know, she's not your biological mother, but she is your mother in, in some way because she held you for nine months. In wow. That I never knew that. That was very nice. I want to cry. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet of them. And then, and then, cause I Ben, uh, not Ben, Sebastian even said it. Like I became known as California mom. Cause that's okay. where I lived. Yeah. Right. California mom. It was an easy way for us to, to lay. Right? That's so cute. I love it. I love that. I love that. That was fun. Yeah. And, and so you were told that like, um, grammar school, right. It wasn't like you were two and three and they're trying to yeah, tell you this. Stuff. Very basic. I, and I was always under the impression that it was just him donating sperm and that it was your egg. I never knew there was an egg donor till recently. Oh, oh how crazy. Recently? Yeah. So till when that picture was sent, I, I, no. Yeah. Oh, that blows my mind. 19 years on this earth, and I just found out that it was a different egg. Oh my God. Seriously, like Ben, if like you guys were half mine, I'd be like, oh, she she would have like been she would have became like Georgia mom, North Carolina mom. Like she would have gone where you guys been everywhere. Like I would have had to come and visit. Not that I would have wanted to visit more, but I'm just saying if you were that's one of the reasons I didn't use my own eggs. Right. We could have back then. Now they don't allow you, but back then you were allowed to use your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, no way. Cause my genes are so strong that I was just like, I can't have little Ellen's running around. Like, and, and me I, not- totally, I, I totally could have like inferred that at some point. It just never crossed my mind. And I always like, I'd always looked at pictures of you and I thought, I don't see much right. you know, similarity. I don't right. Maybe it was just all Jason somehow, but Interesting. It makes, yeah. all, I get the it makes whole way more sense now. Makes yeah. way more sense. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's way interesting. Oh, my all right. Gosh. Look at that. Learn something new every day. It, I mean, I, I think you can, you can put the blame on Jason because oh. yeah, maybe I think he, he, you know, t- took that explanation when we were very little. It's kind of like, all right, you guys are, you guys are set. You have that knowledge, go work with it on yourself. And, uh, interesting so he just kind of like laid it out there you go take it and run with it I guess he was always there for like for reference if we had questions about it but I don't remember us ever asking a lot of questions about it you know I guess because well one we don't know any differently so there was never like there was never room for us to even question like why do we have two dads why do we have a surrogate mother it's just like right okay cool like that's how it is and then you know obviously we kind of researched on our own a little bit like what that actually means yeah, but I don't 
think we ever really like went back and had like a detailed conversation with with him about this and that's why i'm really glad to do this today because okay yeah I learn a little bit more yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we 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 how you're how i came to work with your parents uh we all went to the same agency unbeknownst to one another i just went they had gone they had been there before me they signed up they were waiting for a surrogate i came um I had done a surrogacy previously with that same agency. And then I went back because I just didn't get that uh, journey that I needed in the first surrogacy. So I needed to do another one. And they gave me some profiles and your parents' profile was just top notch. Like they jumped off the page. I'm like, I have to work with this, these two men. I have to. And we had a match meeting and we loved each other right away. And it was we agreed to work with one another. Um, it's a holiday for you guys. Is it Rosh Hashanah? Is that a, is my saying it wrong? Passover. Yeah. We, that's the day that we called and said, yes, we want to work with one another. So that was very symbolic to your parents. They were just like, like, oh my gosh, it's a sign. I, you know, I don't know. We just, they were elated that we did it on that day. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and from there it just went, it was fast. It was boom. It was fast. Um, and then we found out we were pregnant with triplets. And then it was like a whole nother ball game. It was like, oh, dear God, now what do we do? Now what do we do? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that built the communication between you guys very quick. Big time. Yeah, big time. They came out quite often for, I think the only ultrasound they weren't here for was the gender ultrasound, where we found out what you all were, boys, girls, what have you. Um, but they, one of them, somebody was here for almost all the big stuff, which Heck, they were in a Georgia at that time. So that was pretty impressive that they came out for that. Pretty impressive. We even had a little baby shower here for them, for you guys. Aww. With my mom was here. We had a bunch of friends over. That's the picture of grandma where she's got the hand up in the air. She's in the kitchen. Oh, no way. Because Jason said something and she reacted to it. She's like, right on, Jason. Yeah. And she put her fingers oh up. Oh, my God. There. How cute. Yeah. I didn't know was, that. That Yeah, I was hugely pregnant. I, th- I want to say that was July and you guys were born in August. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That's great. That was really fun. Yes. And yeah. And to this day, they've, I mean, there was, there was years there where you guys would call me on my birthday and I'm like, who does that? Who? Yeah, no, no, I know not you guys wanted to do that. And I'm sure your parents were like, say, you guys need to call Ellen cause it's her birthday. And without her, you know, you probably wouldn't be here, blah, blah, but very cool. It meant a lot to me. And I know it might've just been a phone call you felt you had to make, but it really meant a lot. And as you guys got older, <laughs> it was very difficult to try and find out what are you guys doing? What sports are you in? Cause like, I, you know, I talked to you once, a, once a year, <laughs> it's like, okay. And it wasn't your dad. I mean, they didn't really put stuff on Facebook a whole lot, like about all of you guys and everything. It was kind of, you know, so I didn't know too much. So it was just very, those, those conversations. I, I enjoyed them immensely. I have cards that you guys made me and I still have them they're yeah I want to say that they were seven or eight when they made them Aww. yeah and they're so cute they're I, need some, I need some more of them they're adorable I, in fact if I can find them they're in a scrapbook I'm gonna take a picture and send them to you guys because they're adorable yeah and just just I don't know just very sweet very sweet sorry this isn't about me sorry okay I'm gonna get, I'll keep going I'll move on um see, that's right. a tangent that's a tangent, that's a tangent. There is people. we like the tangents we like the- do you <laughs> Okay. So growing up then, all right. So then what type of questions were, I don't want to keep harping on this, but like, were you asked by other kids? 
the, the most common question I got was, are you adopted? Are you adopted? Okay. That's a fair question. It is. Like, yeah. Especially when I, I mean, you talk about someone who doesn't know how to explain the surrogacy. You think someone else is going to understand my explanation. Like, right. Not really. Because they think it's like, uh, um, oh, this, this lady had three kids. Right. And, Two dads came along and just were like, "Can we adopt them?" That was kind of the the which is which is a valid reason. And I I think I kind of again when I was younger, it was like hard for me to kind of rebuttal and say, "No, no, no, this is actually how it was." It was more like, uh, "Sort of, you know, yeah, sort right. of adopted, not really though." And then you all being triplets, like you weren't all three boys or all three girls. So did you guys get a lot of that too, like, or no? Like, tri- I know triplets don't have to be like. Uh, Are you talking identical. about like identical? Yeah, oh. I know you don't have to be identical, obviously. Um, but you know, Maddie's in one classroom, you guys are in another, class, and you're like all triplets. And just did that create any? I don't. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you being termed as a triplet, did that bother you? Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because you're all each your own individuals, but a lot of times you get lumped as triplets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's such a big part of, of our identity that, you know, it's, that's true. I mean, that's going to be significant. I, it's never something that's like harped on me negatively, though. Okay. I think a triplet's great. You know, I also, I don't know any differently, so I don't know what it would be like to not be a triplet, but it's it's kind of like having, you know, two, two little buddies next to you all the time. And, you know, growing up, now we're a lot more close with each other, especially that we've all gone away to college and we're apart yeah. from each other. Yeah. But it's never been a negative thing. And I think people, even like when we were younger, people always understood what a triple was. Okay. You know, you, you yeah. have three kids, regardless of who your parents are, how you came to be. A triplet is a triplet to people, you know? You, yeah. You same exact age. And this, it was cool. This is a big question I'm going to ask Maddie because she was the only girl other than all household. We know about Al- Alta, the, your kind of nanny. We know, I get yeah. her, but. She was the only girl in a house of all guys. Like, oh did you notice any differences with that? Did you notice that? Uh, yeah. to me, to I was going to say, she's got to be tough. Yeah, she, she, she is tough. And <laughs> I totally think that like that, that kind of formed her, her identity in a big way. You know, you know, you know, it's one thing to not grow up without uh, a brother or a sister. It's another yeah. thing to not have you know, a mother in your life. And also it was one thing, you know, she was always around for, she was with us till, till we were 15 years old. That's amazing. Um, but it's not the same, you know, you, you still get motherly care, but it's not, it's not the same connection that you would have with, the, with your biological mother. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she'll, you know, she'll easily speak to that better than I can because it's her experience, but it's, yeah. I, I think she's stronger because of it. Yeah. I can see how that would happen. Yeah. Very cool. Wait, I have a quick question. Is Ben technically the oldest? Because he was A. Yeah, Ben. Oh, uh, they did take them out in order. No, wait, they didn't. No, they didn't. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Sorry. I've never never heard differently. It's always been me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, A, B, C. And the reason reason they give A, B, C, A is the one who's closest, I'm sorry, but closest to the cervix, closest to coming out first. But you all were born C-section. Yeah. I'm not, I I honestly don't know. Oh. I think, I think Ben, I think Sebastian came out first because he was up higher. 
okay. I, I don't know about that. I was just curious. I mean, they're triplets. I was just Y'all curious. Cried. Y'all cried when you came out. So that's all I was listening for because there was a big drape up here and I had a spinal block and I couldn't feel anything. And they brought one out cry oh thank god brought the next one out cry oh thank god brought the next one out so it wasn't like okay was that a boy is that a girl i just knew there were two boys and a girl you all cried and they whisked you away like i didn't even get to see your little faces until um i went down to the nicu to see you yeah i didn't even get to see you wow okay well i think for the purpose of of my own sanity i will continue to say that i am the that is fair that's fine we will say we will say it was a b and c we will say that i don't know i honestly that's a good question i don't even know oh shoot sorry to stir up some trouble (laughs) that's that's the way they put you in the in the when you got to um what they call a bed together or room they put you in that order abs they just and you all kind of just formed into each other how you were in here it was so weird because you'd walk into that step down unit and they had you all kind of and your hands were on each other and you were just all snuggled up. And I just like, my God, a week ago, they were in here just like that. That's just so weird. It was just so weird to see the difference in and out. I don't know. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian was the kicker. So that Sebastian was the one inside the kick, kick, kick all the time. Just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't stay down. Poor little Maddie was switched. He still does that actually. Yeah. He still kicks. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, I actually, I, I always heard that it was Maddie that was a kicker, but I guess it was Sebastian. Ma- Maddie kicked too. You, because you were so low, you didn't get a whole lot of space. <gasps> Poor Ben. <laughs> it was the other, yeah, it was the other two because she was in the middle and he was on top. So if he wanted to stretch, he got kind of over here with the rib area. And poor you two, you were at the bottom, like, or you were anyway. And poor little Maddie was like squished in the middle. I felt there was an ultrasound that shows her kind of pushing you both away. <laughs> like she's right here. And she- <laughs> poor thing. I don't know. It's kind of funny. I think, I think, that, I think that's to- like totally manifest in the way that we all kind of like see our, like the relationship between ourselves. Oh, I, yeah? I, I like very much value like personal space and like, <laughs> And organization and cleanliness and uh, your dad. Yeah, and so <laughs> Jason, Maddie, Maddie and Sebastian are not like that. So oh growing God. up, it was such a challenge to to just like move them away from me because they're always uh, in your like, space, and clingy and in my space and dirty. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God, that's so funny. That's hilarious. I can't even imagine. I mean, we grew up with brothers and sisters, all of us, like, but not like of the same age. No. And, and uh, oh Lord, I don't even know how y'all, I, part of that would have been super, super fun and super, super cool, but I don't know. Same age. I don't know. But it's cool. Cause you said that you guys are like close now. You guys are older. Like that's. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's only, I mean, it's only been like that for so long. It used to be just constant competition. and argument. Yeah. I mean, you, it, it, they're always your siblings and you love them. No matter what, but it used to be a battle. Sure. Yeah. So funny. Very All right. Um, oh, we've already kind of answered that one. Um, and I got like you think you referred to me as your California mom. We already kind of talked about. Um, okay. Yeah. I kind of hit all mine. Oh, okay. Well, oh. and he already and he already talked about his misconceptions of surrogacy. People thought you were adopted. You may not know this, but one of the reasons I actually did surrogacy is because I was adopted. Really? I was adopted. My parents got me when I was four weeks old um, from the Catholic adoption agency. It was whatever. 
um, all, all three of all three of us, my brother, my sister, myself all adopted, but I never knew where the looks came from. I never knew the blue eyes. I never knew the cheeks. I never knew people would always, always say, Oh, do you look like your mom? Or you look like your dad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And they told me I was adopted. I, I remember it vividly sitting on the couch. They brought us all in. We all sat down. I was about seven or eight. And they said, um, they told us that we were adopted. And I was like, okay, thanks. Can I go back out and play? So it really didn't resonate. And I really didn't understand what it meant. And as I got older, I think I started to wonder and, and like, wait a second, hold on. What, who do I look like? So one of the biggest one I had my first child was, oh, look at that. He's got my nose. Oh, look at that. So I really wanted to give or help people make a family. So that was one of my main reasons for doing surrogacy. It wasn't anything more than that. Well, I, okay, then I have a question for you just yeah. talking about it. So um, I, I talked a little bit about how back, you know, 18, 19 years ago, that it was kind of a more taboo thing to be a surrogate mother. But even today, like objectively, there, correct me if I'm wrong, there's still states where it's illegal to, to, to become a surrogate. Correct. So I'd love to hear more about like what you think about that and also is um, this podcast that we're talking right now, do you use it? I know you use it to, to kind of be like an inf- informative place for, for other right. people thinking about surrogacy. Do you also hope that it'll turn into something that will um, like encourage, you know, policy changes? Or, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, yes. I have a hashtag going that says like, change the conversation of surrogacy, which is a long hashtag. <laughs> Yeah. But hashtag nonetheless, but it's just, yeah, it's, it has surrogacy has a huge segment. Cause I was a surrogate. I don't know if you know that, but so she I did was it a three times as well. So oh, I, yeah, did, I it did it three times and she did it three times. Yeah. I've done it three times so far. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, and only, and only one of mine kind of turned out to be like you, your guys's relationship with my mom. Um, my first journey turned out really great. My second mm-hmm. one's okay. Uh-huh. Um, but my third one was utter, just hor- it was just absolutely horrible. Um, they were not nice people, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's so, I, I told Sebastian this and I'll tell you it. Like, I, I love, like, this is why people get into surrogacy. Like, yeah. I know that your parents also had a big role in it. Cause like they were, you know, they, they didn't grow, they didn't have you grow up with surrogacy as a stigma. It was like, no, this is a, this is a natural thing. It's completely okay. This mm-hmm. is acceptable. And like, you guys are like wonderful human beings and yeah. you have gratitude and you guys are thankful. And like, you're just like, yeah, like this is, this is fine. And like, that's what I want. <laughs> like, that's what I, it's just nice to hear from a surrogate baby. <laughs> yeah. It should be more tolerated and more accepted everywhere. And it's still, you're right, Ben. It's still, yeah it's not as out adoption is more accepted than surrogacy mm-hmm. in my mind. It is, it's way more accepted. And I don't know if that's just because there's a, a price tag attached to surrogacy and maybe it kind of inhibits or pre- pre- prevents people from doing surrogacy because it does take a lot of money to do it. The surrogate has to get paid. The agency has to get paid. There's fertility right. medicine. There's a fertility doctor. It is a big expense and there's no guarantee you're going to get pregnant on the first try. Right. So well, just yeah. piggybacking off that people also, cause she said about the money, people, uneducated people yeah. also believe that you're selling a baby correct, or you're buying a baby. 
Correct. And like, that's, I think that's the biggest stigma on surrogacy. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, that's such a negative, negative way to look at it. Right. And along with that, the, the, the selling or buying of it comes, comes, how can you give your child away? How can you give your baby away? Right. We're not giving them away that this is a contract. We, and I don't want to use business deal, but it is, you have to have a contract to protect both sides. So there are contracts involved, but that's to me, that clearly set up the parameters and what was happening and what was expected on each side. And then what your parents and I ended up creating and having was way more than that, that we just felt so comfortable with one another. Like they gave me, when you guys were born and in the hospital for those five weeks, they gave me free access to you. Like who does that? Who does that? Like they did. Well, they I'll did. answer. No one does that, Ben. No one does that. Because <laughs> Ben's they, not going to think differently. I mean, I literally lived seven minutes away on the freeway and I could come down to the hospital at any time, I guess. And they let me call and get updates on you guys. They were just so welcoming of it, which was back then just not, that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And so I felt so fortunate that they allowed me to be part of that. And I said this when we interviewed um, Sebastian, like they took it even one step further. And when they were ready to take you home, I got asked to come to the tarmac and help put you on the plane. Like who does that? Nobody, your parents, Jason and Terry do that because that just closed it for me. It was like, I, we, we did it. The three of us did it. Your parents and myself and my husband, who's a huge part of it. He's supportive, but we did it. And I got to see you fly off to go home to start your life. Like I got so much peace from that. It was unbelievable, unbelievable how much peace I got from that. And I went home and you know, we had our family again and we just kind of did our thing. And I recovered from a C-section and we just, we just did our lives, but uh, nobody does that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, look, if, if, if anything else, this is the most important reason why I was so excited to talk to you guys, because hopefully regardless if you get that same experience or if any of your listeners have that same experience coming to the source and hearing from, from someone who actually went through it and from your, from your guys as well. Um, then people have, you know, some direction of saying, okay, like this can actually turn out to be a, a beautiful thing and something that there's, there's absolutely no issues with. And the more people hear that, the more exposed they are to it. And the more, you know, it becomes accepted, even though that should be the standard, uh, yeah. there shouldn't be any question whether it should be accepted, right. but promoting that message will ensure that it can, can become that. Exactly. I totally oh, agree so with that. I agree with that. Yeah. But we're also, you know. We also all are like, yeah, like, and it's, it's, um, and I remember telling Sebastian, like, cause you guys got to grow up, like, you know, you guys grew up saying like, oh, you know, I have two dads and I'm from a surrogate and you, and you know, it was uncomfortable for you. And like, I like raved about that, especially when she was pregnant with you guys. I was like, my mom's got three babies in her stomach and they're not hers. Like, <laughs> I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> It was a lot of shock value. Yeah. You guys are absolute superheroes for, for doing what you do. And I think people should recognize that more. 
I think a lot of people need to open their eyes and hopefully they are. We're getting a lot of people that come on and they, and they want to share the stories good and bad. And we're not, we're not trying to put a negative light on this. We're really not. We're trying to, how could we, we've done it three times for a reason each. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if I could still be doing it, I'd still be doing it. Like, but they cut you off at 40. (laughs) So I'm done. I can't be doing it anymore. I did one more after you guys. I did do one more after you guys. And I just had, um, was that the trip? I was twins, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the twin. Yeah. yeah, that right. That was the twin one. Um, yeah. So technically I've had six. Technically one of them passed away in utero. So technically five live ones, but, and Kennedy's had three live ones yeah. plus her own. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's kind of cool, but to see this like come full circle with now you guys being full functioning human beings, you were only full functioning human beings, but like you're adults. You're going to college. You're like literally past the age of 18. I'm 20 this summer. I know, That's crazy. right? That's nuts. It's actually insane. That is nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Time, time flies. Time flies. It does. It does fly. It does fly. So, so just wait. Hold on. I have two questions. Okay. I, so I ask my viewers or our, our viewers, right? Our, and like our followers, like oh, they have any questions. Yeah. yeah. And so I have two questions for you. You cool okay. with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So they're the same ones I asked um, Sebastian, but if were you interested in knowing who your mom was once you were old enough to understand? When you say mom, Kennedy, you talking I like- I think they're meaning donor? like a biological, like your egg, egg donor. donor, but like you didn't, you guys didn't even know about your egg donor until like- Probably two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy. I, mean, so I think I, if I remember correctly, Sebastian kind of- uh, told you how how it happened like it was yeah tell it us was, again he just I think it was you just got a text like I don't know yeah it was it was late and I was back home for for winter break and in beers everyone was kind of uh in their own rooms doing their own thing it was like kind of winding down time and we just we have a we have a group of texts called triplets that's like okay. a communication uh yeah. service and so we just received the text with a with a picture with no context <laughs> what? And, we're just like, what, <laughs> what is <that?" laughs> It's like an old, like, it was a picture from like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Just, what are we looking at? We, actually, I think my first thought was, oh, uh, you know, he's, Jason is huge on 23andMe. I don't know if you guys know that. It's like the, um, oh. the, the DNA. Yeah. That you yeah. Send and then you like make a family tree. And he That's- has this whole big tree that he's been like putting together for a few years now and so I thought it was just another like old relative or something that we had okay and then he just like sends a text like hey guys this is your egg donor uh cool like <laughs> really I didn't That's know so random and so I'm just sitting in my bed like this it took this long for me to, to find out that we had an egg donor and then two, like wow she kind of looks like me too right she oh does goodness. she does guys like I, I yeah. Cause he showed it to us and I was like, Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. And you two, the boys are incredibly tall. How tall are you? Super tall. Six what? Six one. How, where does the height come from? Is Jason cool. tall? He's probably five, five, ten. Five, ten. That's oh. just average height for a guy. Yeah. And like we, we passed him a while ago too. I know, he, right? Which is, which is funny to me. So yeah, we don't know where the height came from. Honestly. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the egg donor. It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah. That's and amazing. So funny. Our family's not that tall. Yeah, no. Um, uh, Jeff's kind of tall from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. He's like six foot. Okay. All right. He's six exactly. foot. Maybe. 
Yeah. What's the other question, Ken? Um, how do you think being born from a surrogate has impacted your goals for a family? Like if you were to be in a situation where. Yeah. So like I said, that I have never seen an issue with surrogacy. I never will see an issue with surrogacy. So if it ever came to a point where, uh, you know, my partner was unable to become pregnant, then that would be, that would be the go-to, especially if you wanted to have children. Like I, I see no issue with that. I see how it's turned out. Yeah. And it can be something that's a very positive experience, as you guys know. Totally. You know yeah. Regardless of that, if I, even if I don't have a surrogacy or if any of your listeners, if they never go through with that, um, my experiences with having a surrogate mother has completely shifted like um, my own values, especially like when I come to have my own family. I think like accepting everyone for, for who they are, you know, no matter their family dynamics, that's the most important thing. And that's something that my kids will know regardless of how they come to the surf. Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. My God. Look at them. They're only 19. And they, and I, I haven't talked you guys, about them. You guys are, I know, seriously, foundation. you're 19 and you speak better than me. And like, <laughs> yeah, but you know where that comes from? Their parents. I know. You're, you're I know you, your dads are very intelligent individuals and very, and you're, and let's just talk for Jason for a second. He is very, um, here's the information, do with it as you may. Like, here's the picture, digest it. Like, here's your picture, digest it. This is something that I've always appreciated that I haven't actually come to appreciate since, since pretty recently is that you, you kind of have to, you got to figure out answers for yourself. You know, you can't just be like handed everything. Yeah. Um, not to say that he like wouldn't explain anything to us, but you know, wants you to go attack the world on your on your own and and that's an important skill that i think a lot of people don't necessarily have the earlier you learn it you know the better so absolutely yes absolutely can i ask you can i also like backtrack and ask you a question so sebastian said that he wrote his college essays about surrogacy and stuff did you (laughs) um i actually i touched on it i wrote about like a very my my whole thing for my like main college essay was pick the most mundane task and make it sound interesting. So I wrote about like getting up in the mornings and walking the dogs with Jason. And it, it, it turned into like me, like, um, this was a while ago. I, I want to say it, it ended up in me kind of evaluating my life and how like I've become comfortable with change and yeah. being born as a triplet from a surrogate mother, like all these things have kind of formed my own identity. Yeah. And I think I ended saying like how those walks are kind of just something that's grounded me, like no matter where I've been, it was just a, a simple experience, but I did touch on. Oh, on that's cool. Um, yeah. That's so. very that's cool. Oh my just, gosh. You know, and, and then here's another one you, you, and we did touch on it just a little bit in the beginning, but like say, especially at college, you don't know a lot of these people. I mean, you, you may know them now, but when you got there, you were, you know, do you use this as a, uh, well, we talked about icebreaker, but do you use it to get a conversation started or is it just something that comes up in conversation? It could go either way. I think more often than not, it's, it's, it comes up in conversation. Okay. Parents are like a, a, a common thing that people talk about. And like, yeah. if I'm always saying my dad, my dad, this, my dad, that my dad, North Carolina, my dad from Florida, people are like, what, what? Uh, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, then I can, I can use that for, for explanation. Sometimes people don't even know until they show up to my house. I'm like, Interesting. you know, here are my parents. And, and almost always people are very understanding and recognize that. And that's something that's come with, with age. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Do, yeah. you call, do you call Jason, Jason and Terry, Terry? Both or dad. You call them both dad? Yeah, it used to be hard when, when they were still together in, in North Carolina. Yeah. Then we, we would distinguish, I, I want to say it was, it was dad and dada for Terry. Okay. I remember it, it was something along those lines. But yeah. I mean, now like, yeah, just dad. dad, for both. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh my God. Wow. Do you have any more questions? And now, now they're, they're both seeing new people. So it's like, I, in a way I have four dads. Right, I know. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. That's trippy. Right. It is because <laughs> Terry's married to Greg, right? Yeah. And then Jason's with Darwin now. What's the name? Darwin. Darwin. Okay. 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 So, so there's a lot of father figures in my life. Oh, amazing! Wow. But it's amazing. cool because they all because I have a relationship with all of them, and they all kind of add something new to my life. And of course, it always keeps things interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. my gosh. Really cool. You got any questions for us that you can ask yeah. us anything. We don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. I, I wish I had I'd gone back and listened to more of your, your previous podcast so I could like build off. Oh, oh, it's okay. No, yeah. No, 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 no. We just, we're just pretty casual. I'm just happy you came yeah. on. Yeah. Happy you shared. Give your, your perspective. perspective. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I know that you're still going through a surrogacy. Like, what do you hope to get out of like any future experiences with that? You, you talked about how you had like a negative experience. Was that your most recent one? Yeah, that was my yeah. last one. Does that change how you like move forward doing it? Or are you kind of something are you able to move on from that? Or how does that? Yeah. So it was so bad to the point where like lawyers were involved and I was um, threatened the entire pregnancy and it was just, um, just mentally taxing and like mentally abusive. Um, so I, I view surrogacy in a completely different light, not in like such a negative light. I just have a different, um, taste in my mouth for agencies than I, than I used to. Um, because people normally, you know, they normally meet at an agency. That's how you normally get matched. Um, and the agency is supposed to have both sides backs. Um, and I'm sure most, do but um yeah going going forward if I were to go forward which I probably will one more time but like I'm gonna finish having my own kids first um I I don't think I would go with an agency I think I would just find somebody like privately do it like that which has its own risks that has its own risks associated with it too but yeah it does it does it does but do you think that like negative experiences like that are common? Um, the, okay. The extreme of my negative experience, not common. No. So, no. so, so rare. Um, yeah. but then again, finding out from, um, interviewing like other surrogates, there mm-hmm. are similarities of the negatives that happened in my journey in theirs. So there are, there are not, they're, they're not all great. <laughs> There, you know, like, honestly, like I always, I constantly tell my mom this, I'm always like you and the triplets, like the, the yeah. your whole family <laughs> and my mom, like you guys need to be like a freaking billboard for surrogacy. Cause like, that's what everybody wants for the most part. Like that's, yeah. that's the best outcome in the world. <laughs> um, and so 
Yeah, I I would say that probably, I don't know, maybe it's rare. I'd say I'd, 5% or less are that bad as bad well, as that rare. bad, but there yeah. are negative experiences. Well, look at this. You're taking, let's say two individuals and then a family. Usually it's like a mother, I mean, a husband and a wife, or maybe it's a lesbian couple who knows what it is, but right. you're putting all these people together for one common goal. Mm-hmm. And that's to have a baby, something that this couple that doesn't have one has longed for, for such a long time. And their hopes and dreams can just be devastated if things don't go right. So there's a lot of pressure, um, that really is not, uh, we call them intended parents. The intended parents aren't necessarily putting the pressure on the surrogate, but it's an, it's a pressure we all feel because we want to do it right. We're here to try and help. We're here Mm -hmm. to try to give life. We're here to try to help make a family. That's everybody has their own calling in a different way. Um, but there's a lot of back pressure. You just don't see it. And I'd have to say your parents like literally took that off the table from, from day one. Like the minute we found out we were having triplets, there was a lot of things to consider a lot. And they just kind of Jason really just kind of went, let's just take a breath. Let's see where we go. Let's go to specialists. We did. Let's see what they say. And the one we ended up going with literally said, a triplet pregnancy is no different than a twin pregnancy. You just have to modify a few things. And when we heard that, we were like, and I was on board and I'm like, yes, let's do this. Let's do all three. Let's just do it and go forth. And I think because we were all on the same page, it really helped. It just, it just, and we were, I don't know. They're just those two human beings. Your parents are are just, as far as I'm concerned, on the top, top tier of people I'll ever meet in my entire life, ever. Be- and I really can't, ex- you know, they're your parents. Like, you yeah. know what they're, what they're about. And they were that and so much more when I was pregnant with you guys. They, they gave, oh, they were just, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. I just couldn't ask for a better couple. I really couldn't have. And, mm-hmm. and then to be kept so involved in your lives, like. I came to your second birthday party. You probably don't remember that. We went to a petting zoo. Yeah. But uh, Sebastian had a bowl cut haircut. It was like all <clears throat> red. It was adorable. Yeah. You had the little curls on your head and then just Maddie, cutest little girl. And, and y'all didn't know who the hell I was. <laughs> Nobody there knew who I was and it didn't matter. I just was like, oh my God, they're letting me come to their party. Yeah. It was super cool. It was really nice. The bigger issue there was the bowl cuts. I look at the whole time and it's like, why do we all have bowl cut? That was a mistake. Easier oh to my take gosh. Care of. Everybody, everybody gets a bowl cut once in their life. I, I had know. one, unfortunately. You did. You did. It's it builds, builds character, I think. It's Doesn't right? It? Right. So are you working now? Do you have a job or are you just doing school? Yeah, I started this year doing uh, remote work for, for Jason. I, um, oh, I was nice. doing, yeah, I was doing uh, like COVID supervising tests like online so that we just have Zoom calls and Cool. Uh, kind of give direction on people testing and yeah. for their results. Mm-hmm. That's slowed down now because COVID's kind of coming to a little bit of a halt, which right. I'm happy to see. But I, yeah. now, now I know I'm looking for a different job. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at studying at USC Price, which is a public policy school. Oh, okay. And I'm going into uh, real estate development and health policy. So I've applied to some jobs 
that are kind of at the intersection of those two curriculums. If not, I'll, I'll probably just find like a simple job near home. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to make a lot of money. I don't, I don't want to mooch off of yeah. Jason. It's nice to kind of earn it. See, that's another little value they instilled in you. So you also got to go to, um, I want to say it was Europe. I'm not quite sure where you were studying. Were you in Paris? Where were you? I was in Paris. You were in Paris. Oh, okay, okay. Was that through US through USC or did you, that was a offshoot program? Yeah, so, they, so when I received my my application decision, they were like, "You're admitted for the spring semester." Okay. Which is you typically you'd go in the fall and then you right. have a year at, at school as a freshman. For yeah. me, they're like, "You are welcome to go get a job. You can go take community college classes and get credit." Or you could go study abroad. And I weighed the options and I thought, wow, going to Paris would be very cool. And Jason had done that too when he was younger. So it was kind of like oh, okay. following in his footsteps a little bit. And I honestly couldn't be more grateful for that. Yeah, it was a good experience. Coolest thing I've ever done. Wow. I traveled to 12 countries over five months. Wow. And yeah, I learned zero French. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair French is hard I've taken Spanish for the last like 10 years and I just didn't... oh my gosh that's yeah so because that's you... the one that you're going to use in life <laughs> are you fluent in Spanish well, well, I don't know well, fluent I mean I, I like, conversational working proficiency yeah for okay sure. good for you that's good and I'm just going to ask you have a girlfriend boyfriend what I don't know uh, I don't know actually okay did you because there was a girl in a lot of pictures I did, I did. Okay. I right. don't like I can go air further. Is... I was just curious if yeah, we were long distancing. There's there's no hard feelings or anything. It was just a matter of circumstance. It's hard when you kind of like when you both go different ways. So yeah. It was Sounds... special, but... Yeah. Maybe you'll re re reintroduce. Yeah. Who knows? I'm 19. I have a lot to, to... Yeah, you do. For sure. You have a whole life to live. I got pregnant right after 19, so be careful. Don't don't be and I was, I'd be like me. And I was married at 19 and our baby oh, at 20. Goodness. Yeah, I'm married. No, so yeah, no. Mm-mm. We are we are not the good 19-year-old <laughs> people. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. Oh my god. Oh my lord. I, I will tell you one other thing. When I was on bed rest with you guys after your after we did the transfer, we had to go on three days of bed rest. Yeah. Like you have to stay in a hotel, you can't get up, only to use the restroom, and you just have to st- lay in bed. Nowadays, they let you go home. And you just kind of modify, you just kind of rest. Yeah, um, some do. Yeah, some do. So both your parents were out here for the transfer. They both came to the hotel, put me up in a very nice hotel um, and brought me food. And Terry like gotten to like hang out in the bed with me, watched movies. Like it was such a wonderful experience. <laughs> they brought me Morton steak. I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Oh, like, it's so nice. Oh my gosh. It was so nice that they actually stayed there. Cause I do know some surrogates back then whose couples just left, like put them up in the hotel and that's it. And you're like, bye, see ya. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. They're just a, they're just a very unique breed. Those two people. Yeah. Yeah. And I did tell this on the last one, but I knew I was pregnant with you guys when we were not all three, but I knew we were pregnant with something when we were on bed rest, because I got this electrical zing, I got it three times and I just should have known that means all three of you were implanting into my uterus, but it was like, we were sitting there, Terry and I were watching some movie and Mike was my husband and your dad, Jason, were out getting food and we we're just, and all of a sudden I felt this just 
electrical like zing. And then I felt another one and another one in my abdomen. And I looked at your dad, Terry, and I just said, I think at least one just implanted. And he was like, what? And I was like, uh-huh, I bet you anything. And from then on, I just calmed down about the whole thing. Like we're pregnant. I just don't know how many took. We're pregnant. And sure enough, we were. Oh it was God. the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing. Wow. But, you know, I don't know. I can't speak. I can't speak enough of your parents. I really, really can't because they're oh, just. I do want to hear. I mean, they sound like they're the model parents for for your whole pregnancy. But I remember hearing that they were. Where were they when we were born? Like when we were like right. when you were in the labor. Where were they? Right. So they were in. I went in for just a routine checkup, thirty-two week checkup. I just went in for it. That's all. I just yeah. had to go get monitored. So I went in. And they were like, well, you know what? She's 32 weeks. Why don't we just go give her the shot? I, 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 I should have looked up the name of it. It's, uh, it's the shot to it's steroids to help the baby's lungs develop quicker. Cause they knew you weren't going to, we weren't going to 40 weeks. We knew that we knew that. And I was already 32. So they thought you guys might be coming between 32 and 36. So they sent me over to the hospital to get those injections. And while I was there, they said, oh, we're just going to check your cervix. I was three centimeters already, had no clue. When you get to 10, you're going to give birth to babies. So I had no clue. Your parents are in Georgia. I'm now in the hospital. They're admitting me. I call them immediately and I say, listen, I'm being admitted. I'm not quite sure they're going to put me on mag sulfate, which stops contractions. Didn't even know I was having them. And they're going to try to hold off the labor. But I'm in the hospital now until these babies are born. So that meant either overnight or two, three, four weeks, I was going to be in the hospital. So Jason said, should we come? And I said, well, it's kind of late. Cause I think it was like six o'clock here. So it was like nine o'clock there. And he's like, we're getting on a plane first thing in the morning. And I was like, okay. Through the whole night, they kept monitoring you guys. I kept dilating. The mag sulfate wasn't working. It wasn't stopping. And I said, and I had enough babies to know. I said, if I get to six centimeters, that's it. These babies are coming. There's no way to stop it. And I got to five and we couldn't, we just couldn't stop it. And so when the morning at 6 a.m. they came in, I was, I was almost six. They're like, we have to do an emergency C-section because I couldn't deliver you vaginally. Yeah. They needed you to come out C-section because that's just, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way well, that was going to happen. Phoebe Buffet delivered. Well, she, yeah. Okay. <laughs> on Friends on a TV show, but the, you were all bunk bed. None of you were even head down. So there just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And we always knew it'd be a C-section. So they're on a plane coming out, I'm getting these babies C-section, your uncle's driving up. We all know that story. He gets to the hospital literally right after their, I don't know. It was, I think he got there right before they were born. Like, I can't remember. He'd have to tell you that one. I just remember he was one of the first ones that saw you guys because he was there and he brought a camera. Cause your dad said, get up there. These babies are coming and we can't get there. And then your parents are on the plane and stewardesses are bringing them champagne because they're like, we're going to California to get our, our triplets. Our triplets are being born. And it was oh like, wow, what a party that was. Like, <laughs> cute. And I'll never forget it. Your parents came right from the airport, did not go to see you first. They came to me. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I will lose it again. She's going to cry. They didn't have to do that. They did not have to do yeah. that. Yeah. They came to me to make sure I was okay. I told them, I am fine. Get out of here and go see your babies. Dear God, we can talk later. 
but that's the kind of people they are. You already know the kind of people they are. I just can't speak enough about them, but yes. So they went and saw you guys. I was wheeled to my room. I kind of recovered. They came in. We had a nice little chat. Your dad kept running back because they told me Maddie was two pounds something. And I'm like, bull, you know what? She's not two pounds. Uh Uh-uh, no. And um, so your dad came back in and he goes, Ellen, Ellen. And I think she was 310 or three something. And and he goes, they were wrong. And I'm like, yeah, they were wrong. Like (laughs) all drugged up. I'm like, yes, thank God they were wrong. It's there for quality assurance. Yeah, right. No, thank God. And he came back and told me immediately because I'm like, oh my God, I failed Maddie. Like the boys are okay. But did you know you might have been a different name or did they ever share that? I think I was always going to be Benjamin. I know Sebastian was going to be a different name. Yes, it was Sebastian who was going to be the different name. going to be Dakota. Dakota, you're right. You were always Ben. You're right. It was him who changed the name. They changed because I was like, they're like, do you know their names? And I'm like, oh, that's not my place. You have to wait till the parents get here. Yeah. Oh, how funny. And then Terry comes in. He goes, no, no, we're naming, we're naming Dakota Sebastian. I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. Where'd you come up with that? Yeah. I would love to know where both of those names came from because mine mine was from family. Madison, like seems, you know, like typical Sebastian's like, what? Yeah. 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 That isn't it, it. I just never. And that's Different. a hard one for a kid to have to learn how to spell. And, you know, stay. and he goes by Seb now. Right. Most people Seb. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But wow. yeah, that's where they were. They were in Georgia and then they ended up staying here. Uh, Terry stayed here for the five weeks. I, I think your dad had to fly back for something. And then he came back out too. And they stayed at the Ronald McDonald house, which is um, right next to UCI. Yeah. You hear about that, right. For pay- families with sick babies, but or sick kids. Yeah. They stayed there. I was actually just, this is so, I didn't realize it was at UCI. I mean, I did, but I kind of forgot. I was, yeah. I, mean, I just drove by that the other day. Cause I was down in uh, Newport Yeah, with some friends and like, we right drove right by UCI medical center. And so that's where you were born. Yeah. Oh, how crazy. That yeah. like now you're like back where you were born. Woo. Yeah. That just yeah. like connected in my I'm tired. <laughs> but that just well, like I, I absolutely love it out here. Do yeah. you? Yeah, I really yeah. do. Versus Florida. I know Florida's pretty humid, but you guys spend a lot of time in Florida, even with your dad not moving there until now, but because yeah, your grandparents absolutely. there. We grew up going to Florida, but yeah. It's just like this is you like it out here. I, I, I actually walk outside every day and I kind of look around and like. Lucky you, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you apply to any other schools? I'm just curious. Yeah, I applied. I, every other school that I applied to was on the East Coast. So this, I, it was kind of meant to be, I guess. Oh, funny. Very but, interesting. Yeah. And I, I pretty much got rejected from like 80% of the schools that I applied to. And wow. USC was one of the last ones that I heard from. And it just Great. worked out. Yeah, it did work out. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, my God. Now we're just talking lives. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> thank you, Ben. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Seriously. Yeah, no, awesome. seriously. Thank you for sharing your perspective. Was it enlightening for you? Does, yeah. was it, did, did we, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I learned a lot from you guys today. And I'm glad to be number two out of three. And then hopefully right. it comes on soon. You guys will have the full picture. Yeah. yeah. She said she would when she has finals or something. And she said she would after she gets home after May, May 5th or 6th. So I said I'd follow up with her. Yeah. I texted her about it and she said she, she would love to do it. And I'll, yeah. I'll relay the message from today that I'm okay. very easy to talk to you guys. and that I Yeah. Because so. it's, it's going to be a very different perspective. Yeah. 
She's gonna have just, good stories for you guys. hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Girl. Yeah. 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 Oh my well, God. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And seriously, we are really around the corner. We will have to have you over. I'm yeah. Just, you just said you were in Newport. That's not like far at all. <laughs> listen, listen, if I, if I, depending on how this job works out, if I end up staying it's back right? here for another extra week or two, I will gladly come down and see you. Let, let me know if you do. And we'll work out a day. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Good ben. luck on oh your God. finals, hon. Thank you so much. All right. Thank we'll you. Soon. Bye you guys. Hey, take care, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun. Two yeah. out of three. Baby A. And no, baby, he's baby A. That was a. baby A. a. And, and we have baby, baby C. C. So and now we're going to get baby B. B. Yeah. Yes. And oh she's going to come on in a couple weeks. She's got her, she's got finals going on. So it's funny how different they look, but yeah. how similar they look at the same time. And they talk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they're just like nice human beings. And they're both like, they both, like they both are just good people. Yeah. Right. It's just like, I think I need to go take a parenting one-on-one crash course with Jason and Terry and like figure out how, (laughs) how many, and I'm not trying to be negative on 19 year olds. I'm not, but how many, can you, can you just listen to what we did at 19? Right. Right. And I know some 19 year olds right now. And I'm like, wow, uh, completely different than, yeah. yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I'm super glad they're here. I'm super glad I was part of it. Yeah. I, I'm very humbled to be part of it. I always looked at it as a very, I was a very small part of their existence. Um, I don't think they look at it like that though. Well, Get, that's really great. Them, you're not a very small part of their existence. You are a big part of their existence. And I use the word existence. You know how I use that. I no, use I know, that but as- I'm, but I'm just saying yeah. not just one, but now two have given you quite a, a lot of validation and surrogates wow. in general, a lot yeah. of validation for what yeah. they do. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, no, I have like, I'm speechless. Very <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet humans. They're just so Ben, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Sebastian, thank you so much. And Maddie, we're looking forward to having you on. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's going to be like forever. That's like going to be like such it'll a be, long podcast. <laughs> it'll be such a different perspective. I'm just one girl in the house of all guys. Like, and oh. even the dogs were male, like, oh, <laughs> from my understanding, like, the dogs were male. Oh my God, oh, Maddie. Oh, it's oh, gotta be tough. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for listening, right. everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been Stop Sit Surrogate with Kennedy and Ellen. Yes. And if you guys would like to share your stories as well, please go ahead and reach out at um, my handle on Instagram at S-U-R-R-O-G-8 mother. And um, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to give you a place to share your story with everyone. Yes. Love to, love to. Trying to get the word out. Surrogacy should be thought as a good thing and yes. get all those stigmas, misconceptions, yeah, out of the way. So take care, everyone. Yeah. Have a lovely week. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye,